chapter ten of the ladies book of etiquette and manual of politeness by florence hartley this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by christine lamberton chapter ten morning receptions or calls etiquette for the caller the usual hours for paying morning calls are between eleven and two or twelve and three and all calls of ceremony should be made between these hours never in paying a ceremonious call stay more than twenty minutes or less than ten if your hostess has several other visitors at the same time that you are in the parlor make your visit short that she may have more attention to bestow upon others after you have received an invitation to a party call within a week or fortnight after the evening whether you have accepted or declined the invitation if you have declined on account of mourning the excuse extends also to the call when the servant answers your ring hand in your card if your friend is out or engaged leave the card and if she is in send it up never call without cards you may offend your friend as she may never hear of your call if she is out at the time and you trust to the memory of the servant if your friend is at home after sending your card up to her by the servant go into the parlor to wait for her sit down quietly and do not leave your seat until you rise to meet her as she enters the room to walk about the parlor examining the ornaments and pictures is ill-bred it is still more unladylike to sit down and turn over to read the cards in her card basket if she keeps you waiting for a long time you may take a book from the center table to pass away the interval never while waiting in a friend's parlor go to the piano and play till she comes this is a breach of good breeding often committed and nothing can be more ill-bred you may be disturbing an invalid unawares or you may prevent your friend if she has children from coming downstairs at all by waking the baby if you are a stranger in the city and bringing a letter of introduction to your hostess send this letter upstairs with your card that she may read it and know how to welcome you when she comes downstairs in this case write upon the card the name of the hotel at which you are staying and mention in the course of conversation how long you will be in the city if you have a visitor and desire to introduce her to your friends you may invite her to accompany you when paying calls in making a call for condolence it is sufficient to leave a card with your inquiries for the health of your friend and offers of service the same if calling upon invalids if they are too ill to see you 
in visits of congratulation go in and be hearty in your expressions of interest and sympathy pay visits both of condolence and congratulation within a week after the event which calls for them occurs it is proper when you have already made your call of the usual length and another caller is announced to rise and leave not immediately as if you shunned the new arrival but after a moment or two never outsit two or three parties of visitors unless you have private business with your hostess which cannot be postponed many denounce the system of morning calls as silly frivolous and a waste of time they are wrong it may be carried to an excess and so admit of these objections but in moderation the custom is a good and pleasant one you have then an opportunity of making friends of mere acquaintances and you can in a pleasant chat with a friend at home have more real enjoyment in her society than in a dozen meetings in large companies with all the formality and restraint of a party thrown around you there are many subjects of conversation which are pleasant in a parlour tete-a-tete with a friend which you would not care to discuss in a crowded saloon or in the street personal inquiries private affairs can be cosily chatted over in paying your visits of condolence show by your own quiet gravity that you sympathize in the recent affliction of your friend though you may endeavor to comfort and cheer her you must avoid a gay or careless air as it will be an insult at such a time avoid any allusion to the past that may be trying for her to hear or answer yet do not ignore the subject entirely as that appears like a want of interest in it though you may feel happy avoid parading your own joyousness at such a time whatever your own feeling may be respect the sorrow of another never sit gazing curiously around the room when paying a call as if taking a mental inventory of the furniture it is excessively rude it is still worse to appear to notice any disorder or irregularity that may occur if while paying a call you perceive that any unforeseen matter in the family calls for the attention of the lady of the house leave instantly no matter how short your call has been your friend may not appear to notice the screams of a child a noise in the kitchen or the cry from the nursery that the fireboard has caught fire but you may be sure she does hear it and though too well-bred to speak of it will heartily rejoice to say good-bye do not take a child with you to pay calls unless it is old enough to behave quietly 
and with propriety to have a troublesome child constantly touching the parlour ornaments balancing itself on the back of a chair leaning from a window or performing any of the thousand tricks in which children excel is an annoyance both to yourself and your hostess make no remark upon the temperature of the room or its arrangement when you enter it never open or shut a window or door without asking permission and unless really suffering from excessive heat or cold refrain from asking leave to take this liberty if you are invited to go upstairs to your friend's private apartment you will of course accept the invitation but never go upstairs uninvited when you reach her door if the servant has not proceeded and announced you knock and wait her invitation to enter then once in take no notice of the room but go instantly to your friend if she is sewing do not speak of the nature of her work but request her to continue as if you were not present in cases of long-standing friendship you will not of course stand upon the ceremony of waiting for each and every one of your calls to be returned before paying another but be careful that you are not too lavish of your visits the most cordial welcome may be worn threadbare if it is called into use too often if you are visiting an invalid or one confined by physical infirmity to one apartment while you are cheerful and ready to impart all the news that will interest them do not by too glowing descriptions of outdoor pleasures make them feel more keenly their own deprivations it is well when making such calls to converse upon literature or such general subjects as will not remind them of their misfortune in cases where from long illness or other infirmity a gentleman friend is confined entirely to his room you may with perfect propriety call upon him it is both polite and kind to do so as otherwise he would be deprived entirely of the society of his lady friends many thus unfortunately situated from study and reading while so shut out from the world become the most delightful companions if when you make a call you unfortunately intrude upon an early dinner hour do not go in but leave your card and say that you will call again if you call upon two ladies who are boarding at the same house do not send up your card to both at the same time if one is out send a card to her room and then send up for the other if the first one is in wait till she comes down 
and then chat as long as a call usually lasts when you rise as if to take leave accompany your friend to the parlour door then tell her that you are going to send up for your other friend she will bid you good morning and go to her own room ring the bell after she leaves you and send your card by the waiter to your other friend in calling at a hotel enter by the lady's door and send your card to the room of your friend by the waiter it is well if you are calling upon an entire stranger to choose a seat and tell the waiter to say to the lady exactly where she will find you she will probably enter with your card in her hand then rise greet her by name and introduce yourself if you speak to another stranger upon the same errand as the one you expect the error will be instantly perceived by the difference in name if a stranger bringing a letter of introduction sends the letter with her card instead of calling courtesy requires you to make the first call immediately the same day that you receive the letter if possible if not the day after end of chapter ten